You're listening to Random Fit with hosts Wendy Batts and Ken Miller, winner of a Gold Markham Award for Digital Media. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Random Fit. Um, I am your host, Wendy Batts, here with my friend and co-host, Mr. Ken Miller. Ken, how are you today? I am awesome, Wendy. How are you doing? You know what? Just living a dream. It's always a good day when we're we're able to get up and do the things that we want to do each and every day, such as this like, podcast. Like random fit. Yep, I hear you. Yes. And you know what, Ken? I have a question for you. Uh-oh. Today's topic. Should we work out our abs every day? Uh, should we versus do we? Um, <laughs> <laughs> or even during the workout? Uh, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna hedge on yes, but I know you're gonna put some context to that. <laughs> well, those of you guys that have been listening to Ken and I for hopefully since we started this back in 2021, um, you know we've discussed a lot of topics around the core, the importance of abs, and having you know strength from within, um, in multiple ways and facets. However, you know um, I get questions asked all the times, either via email social media or through my clients. And this seems to be popping up more and more lately than ever. And I literally had someone ask me last week, hey, you know, I've, I've been doing these crunches every day and setups every day. Is that okay? <laughs> and my answer is, well, I could pull a cat barefield and say it depends. Um, however, there are other things that make up your core that's going to make you look like you have the six pack abs. So I think first and foremost, we need to define what we're talking about when we say abs, core and all the other fun stuff. So Ken, you want to, yeah. you want to enlighten me? Well, I, I just want to share a story too. I just, I did a consultation with, um, this mother of two and, and she's working to get back into working out. Now she of course, has, has been active. She's been walking and, and doing, following a, a, a video series. And she says, she says to me, I've been doing these ab exercises and I don't feel any stronger, right? She's been doing them every day. But then once we broke down what she was actually doing, you know, she was doing variations of the same <laughs> level of intensity, the same movement patterns, um, and the reason why she wasn't, you know, I had explained to her the reason why you're not getting any stronger, a little, again, just a little bit of a tangent here is you keep doing the same thing over and over and over again. And if you don't give the body any different response or a different level of, of intensity, you're going to get the same results. And that's what she was doing, even though this was specifically about her abs, that's one of her goals. Um, you know, I had to educate her on the different aspects of challenging the midsection, as you're starting to say, Wendy. So when we're talking about the abs, right, we are talking about, you know, the, basically the spinal musculature and both the ones you can see and the ones you can't. And once that education process was done with her, then then she realized, like, yeah, I, 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 I thought I was doing abs every day. Right. And she, you know, she was, so to speak, but she wasn't challenging them the way they needed to be challenged every day. 
Well, and I think it's important too, you know, what is what is the goal? What is the outcome? Because first and foremost, you know, nutrition is going to play a very, very big role if somebody wants to see the six pack abs and everybody wants to have them. Everybody wants to look and feel great. And, you know, especially with summer coming up and being right around the corner, you know, people want to lean out. They want they want their muscles to pop, especially when they do abs. However, as you said, can doing the same thing still not eating a very clean and healthy diet that's you know there there may be a six pack everyone's got it underneath all the fat and so you can't unfortunately we can't just say you know what my diet's going to be just focusing on my stomach area because that's not we can't pinpoint where we're going to lose the body fat it's going to go throughout and, and genetics also play a big role on that but you know when we're thinking about the core and they're thinking about really trying to do what's healthy for the body in order to be able to see the results that we want to see physically, as you said, you got to start from the inside out. So when we're talking about like core musculature and working the abs, you want to make sure first and foremost that the little muscles that protect the spine. So the ones that you can't see, which you mentioned, that those are actually firing first. And, you know, when we're talking about the core, the reason why I love it, the reason we talk about it all the time is because that's what initiates the movement. It's where the movement begins. But you need to think that it's your cervical spine, it's your mid back, it's your low back, it's really your hips. All of that consists of the muscles that make up your core. You need to make sure that you have really good alignment because if I just do a toe, like a ton of crunches and crunches and crunches, but those little muscles that protect the vertebrae aren't very strong, then we end up hearing people have low back pain. And can I know you hear that all the time? And uh, there's a reason that that happens. <laughs> Yeah. And actually, just this morning, I had, you know, before getting on here and, and recording with you, Wendy, I had a couple of clients and one of them, I have to ask her every day, yeah, every training session, how does your back feel today? Mm -hmm. And the follow up to that is, have you been doing your core or your stability exercises or your, your, your self-care plan is also what we call it. Because to your point, Wendy, what I have going on for, for her is a routine that actually is designed to work on those little tiny muscles that help stabilize the spine. So we're talking about multifidi, rotatories, rotatores, rotators, uh, however you want to say. Um, but those are the muscles that link vertebrae to vertebrae, sometimes jumping over two, maybe three vertebrae at a time. But those, depending on how you're challenging the spine, you're going to challenge different muscle fiber types so a lot of people don't realize that to stimulate those muscles that are closer to the spine those are our endurance muscle fibers those are our type uh type one muscle fibers and those respond to little to no movement longer time under tension so for her self-care plan for her core it's just because she wants to do the abs she wants to do the crunches rotations she wants to do the ball tosses and all that stuff but before we can do that we have to make sure that she can hold herself she can stand with some integrity from as you mentioned wendy from from neck to tailbone and these these slow to no moving exercises are the ones that are designed to help her stay safe help her go to bed at night without low back pain, help her do her nine to five job, which primarily requires her to be sitting in front of a computer or on the phone or on a plane um, and get her to do all of that without pain and giving the spine the ability to control itself and stabilize is, believe it or not, considered a core exercise. It is just a movement 
or no movement that tells the spine, okay, I need these little tiny muscles to fire up and me holding that, engaging those without a dumbbell, a medicine ball is basically what it's going to take. So if you can't control what's inside, you're going to have a lot harder time controlling what's on the outside. Yeah. And if you're not careful, guys, you know, think about what we do every single day. Most people are sitting down in chairs. They're hunched over, meaning rounded shoulders. They're looking down at your phone. They're looking at a computer. You know, some of us don't sit with the most ideal posture all day, every single day, mainly because we get tired and we're sitting in the same position for long hours. And, you know, there's a ton, a ton of research that's out there that, you know, as the spine flexes, you know, and like you said, we're talking about everything from bending forward, bending backwards and rotating. There's going to be several, um, you know, tissues that surround your spine. And if you don't have ideal posture, you don't have good activation of those muscles that protect the spine. That's when you hear more people talk about like um, issues throughout the, the discs, like herniated discs. And, you know, and if you look through and you start, you know, sifting through some of this research, like the posterior disc herniations, they're actually associated with that repeated spinal flexion, spinal flexion. Well, if you're sitting there for eight to 10 hours a day in a spine flexed or a rounded position, and then you decide you're going to go and do, a, you know, 100 crunches every day because you want to work on your abs. You need to think about the stress that you're placing upon those actual discs and the vertebrae itself. And, you know, you need to incorporate more extensions, actually, to try to, up, you know, to, to change the position that you're in for those longer periods of time. A, better positioning of the posture, but also going to decrease the stress that's playing a part on that lower back. Plus, if people are doing crunches all the time and you don't actually flex the spine, so you're not making that C curve up and back, then what ends up happening is you start using your psoas muscle that attaches to all the lumbar spine, which is the lower back. And those muscles, because you're in a seated position or whatever, these, these, this is an overactive muscle very, um, very often in people. And then you're trying to challenge a muscle in an overactive position. So you're really not using the rectus abdominis, which are the primary muscles to flex and extend, you know, flex the spine, um, which is what helps build your six pack abs, if you will. So, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of things. There was a lot of controversy back in the day about doing too much, you know, too many crunches. If so, if you crunch or do a full setup, you're going to hurt your back. There's a lot of truth to that, but it's like, what is your starting position? What are you doing to start your actual core workout? Have you progressed to these flexion, extension, rotational movements that that you want to do? And then can you flex with power? And, and, you know, like so there is a progressive process that you want to do to ensure that. But you have to get up and out of bed every day. So you have to do a sit up. If not, you're rolling over and falling out of bed because you don't have the muscles or it causes too much pain. So there is the reason behind the madness. And I think it's very important to to make sure that we when we talk through this, that you're thinking about why these injuries and pain occur. Yeah. And you're listening to both Wendy Bats and I, Ken Miller, here on Random Fit. And we're talking about our abs, something that we should do every day, something we should do as part of an everyday workout. And I think we hit a lot of good points there, Wendy, when it comes to giving the body what it needs first for health and safety, um, a lot of anatomy <laughs> in there, but um, you know, but if we don't understand how the body works, then we don't know how to challenge it progressively or system systematically when it comes to, okay, the deep muscles first, then we get into the outer or the superficial muscles next. But a lot of people, their primary goal is to get those 
those sexy beach muscles going. Um, but don't realize that they have to, they have to set the stage. They have to set the table for the abs, the obliques and all of that to fire up, uh, to do it safely. We do need to get those, uh, deeper core muscles, um, engaged first. But again, like you're saying, Wendy, a lot of times what we have to do for a living, um, tells us that we, we have to sit, we have to put our, our spine through a certain amount of stress for us to make a living. Um, but the easy part of it, and again, when we're talking about doing abs every day or every day workout for our abs, it's, it's all for safe. And it doesn't have to take a long time. And that's where I think Wendy, where a lot of our clients kind of get that misconception. Do I need to do a thousand, you know, a hundred crunches, a hundred ball, you know, sit-ups and it doesn't, doesn't have to be a hundred of anything if you're doing the right things and if you're progressing it properly. But if you take, I don't know, Wendy, when you, when you write up homework for your clients and you do self-care plans, something that they're going to do in between your workout sessions with them, how long are typically your, the, the core segments of their workout plans? How long well, I mean, and like all together, I mean, I, I try to keep it 15 minutes or less, and that yeah. is including the rolling and the stretching of the muscles that I know they need it. But then I only put like two or three core exercises, mm -hmm. that, you know, really focusing on really limiting some spinal flexion to start. So exercises such as the plank, the side plank, the pal-off press, things that are really going to protect, you know, like engage the muscles that protect the spine, anything to kind of oppose what they do every single day, especially if I know they sit a lot. I incorporate bridges and people are like, well, bridges is a glute exercise. Well, bridges is actually a core exercise that emphasize the prime mover of the glute because you're going into hip extension. You're laying on the ground, you're in a sit-up position, but you're moving your pelvis up and then slowly bringing it back down for 12 to 20 repetitions. Very slow, very controlled, but with purpose. And, you know, when we think of the abs, we have to get out of our core. We have to get out of our mindset that the core is just your abs. If you have a strong core and then you focus on the rectus abdominis, which is the flexion, um, you know, doing the crunching motion, you're going to be fine. But you saw it, Ken, and I was, I knew it was going to happen. Ken and I teach a lot of workshops all around the world. And we actually went to one particular country. I actually did a presentation on core and, and, and one thing with these fitness professionals, I said, okay, let's do planks. And of course I'm very specific with my planks. I want your feet about shoulder to hip width apart. I want you drawing in. I want you squeezing your glutes. I want you to really open up your mid back. I don't want to see any kind of, you know, um, divot in between your shoulder blades. I want it nice and flat, holding three to five seconds and then coming down and doing that for 12 repetitions. Then I had them do the same thing with the side plank. You know, feet were actually stacked on each other. They had really good alignment. They were squeezing in their stomach and glutes, performing that again for 12 to 20 reps, going into a set of bridges. And I was like, okay, this is kind of like how I would start to really incorporate those that protect the spine. Then I said, okay, let's progress because we're all fitness professionals here. And I'm sure we're all, you know, focusing on strength and focusing on prime mover strength which is flexion, extension, and rotation of the particular core, let's see how strong you are. And I said, let's do a sit-up, not a crunch, but a full-blown sit-up, keeping your feet flat, slowly coming up for one second, and then lowering yourself down for four seconds. And we're just going to do 12 of those to see how we do. Ken saw it. I was actually amazed. I knew it was probably going to happen because it usually does. People don't train to do sit-ups. They don't think about sit-ups. They didn't go through a progression. And these fitness professionals struggled to do one. 
Yeah. You know, this was uh, priceless uh, when that happened, by the way. Right. I think even then it was a matter of um, they looked at you like, are you going to hold my feet? You know, type of deal. <laughs> it's like, no, you just do a setup. And because they've they've done the same pattern over and over and over again, again, these guys were in shape, right? You can tell, you can see their, their, their six pack popping through their shirt, um, but they couldn't do something like get up off the ground, uh, right? From, from a, from a supine position to a seated position. So they had a lot of trouble with that. But again, you're talking about, they just did a bunch of crunches. I mean, which is just a portion of the setup. They didn't just have that ability to recruit the whole spine to complete that sitting up process. And uh, I guess to your point, Wendy, it was it was a matter of they did they have the deep intrinsic core ability to stabilize on top of did they even train their abs the right way to where they can they can use it to its full capacity, which is hey, if, if push came to show, I have to get up off the ground. I have to do it now. The last thing I want to do is sit up halfway, kind of roll over and then push myself up. But if I have to get up right now, this second, you got to sit up, you got to get up as fast as you can in in the case of an emergency you got to do something like that and you know just you know just to take advantage of the full capacity of what the body has to offer but you know we can look at it from those two vantage points so did, were they even working the core the way they're supposed to while they were doing what they were doing um, but at the same time did they have the stabilization to even you know control the spine keep the spine in a safer healthier position while they perform that level of flexion and rotation if they wanted to stand up. But yes, to your point, you can do a lot of the same thing, but you know, what's it going to amount to unless you can, you know, stabilize the, the deeper muscles in the trunk. Yep. And our abs and everyday workout, well, myself, Wendy Batson, Ken Miller are discussing why um, it is okay to do core type exercises as long as it makes sense and if you want to do quote abs every day what are you doing specifically and if you're doing the same thing every day repetitive movement is not ideal but switching it up challenging yourself in different you know fashions and factors is very very important and so you know if you want to to do crunches every day my question to you is why and if you really want to challenge your abs and you want to challenge your core you've got you know because you want to see the muscles you want to lean out Diet plays a huge portion of that. What are you putting in your mouth? How much water are you drinking? How, you know, all, all the things that we have talked about, that's going to be very, very important. You know, one thing too, and the, the whole reason why, you know, I'm so passionate about this is think about this. You have to build a strong foundation. If you don't think about the little muscles that protect the spine, then you will have herniation problems like disc problems. You are going to end up having low back, quote, pain, if you will, or discomfort. There are going to be things that aren't aligned properly that can, I mean, you know, doing crunches can cause cervical damage sometimes too. You know, what kind of position can your neck hold? If someone's always looking down, these muscles in the front are always really, really tight. It's putting a lot of stress in the back. And then I'm putting my hands behind whether I'm actually pushing up or pulling up or just protecting my head. I don't have the strength in order to do that. So I'm using a lot of muscles that shouldn't be included in order to produce a movement. And so really focusing on the small muscles by utilizing, like I said, muscles that don't bend, flex, or extend the spine first, and you're challenging time over tension, you know, like no, no spinal movement, then adding something like the crunches, something like, you know, back extensions, cable rotations, different movements that 
flex, extend, and rotate would be second. Because if I didn't have good spinal um, protection and I started doing these, A, that's going to cause problems. And then now, especially when you go to the gym, people are doing all these power exercises. It's so fun to throw med balls around and it's fun to do everything fast. So imagine if you don't have good stability and, and you don't have good alignment of your spine and now you're doing things with power. And that's when we really start to see some of these issues that could have been avoided end up becoming a really big problem. And then you're trying to reverse what you've already done. It's a lot harder to take steps back versus doing things in a progressive way. Yeah. And I want to, I want to kind of take a step back a little bit, Wendy, because when you talk about some of those exercises that you, you mentioned, um, you know, with chops and lifts and rotations, and you mentioned the Paloff press, I think one of the, one of the, the untapped um, gems when it comes to ab exercises is actually working rotation um, mm -hmm. or not rotating like with with like the Paloff press here it's basically what we'd call an anti-rotation so Paloff press you have a band that's basically 90 degrees from you your arms are out and you're you can either press or you can keep the arms extended out and you can do something like a lunge but with the band about 90 degrees from your torso, from, from the angle of your arms, the band is trying to rotate you, okay? Whether you're holding it or pressing it. And your job or your what the challenge you're trying to pose to the trunk is trying to get the body to resist rotating. So you, you can actually do the act of rotating or you can resist rotating. So you have what we call, what we would call in the industry, anti-rotation which again is just another way to stimulate the core the, the the spinal the deeper spinal muscles by engaging them from a from a angular direction of resistance so now we're if, again if we're not flexing we're not extending we're just holding my my spinal posture my my spinal position then i am challenging those deeper spinal muscles again in the example of let's say a paloff press or something from doing a forward or a pivot forward or backward lunge or a pivot lunge with my arms extended but i do have resistance coming from me coming to me from a 90 degree angle ish uh, but rotation overall is going to be one of those hidden gems that you can integrate every other day so if you're if we're talking about everyday workout regarding the abs we can have our flexion and extension, as you're mentioning, Wendy, but we can have other days where we're rotating or not rotating. So how you vary Monday through Friday or Monday through Saturday, however you mix up your workout routine, you can add sagittal, you can add frontal, you can add transverse planes of motion. So basically challenging the spine from different directions. I know we've been talking about levels of intensity, little to no movement, and then moving of the spine. And then as we're getting into talking about power, Right now we have that speed, but the one thing I just wanted to interject here is the fact that, hey, we can challenge ourselves forward, backward, sideways. And, you know, if I'm standing at you from the side, I can throw the med ball at you, do a little lateral toss. You do a little scoop toss back to me. And now we're working rotation as long in that example of a med ball rotational pass. Um, you're able to stabilize and control the spine and not go into any you know, compensated position because it's either too heavy or too fast or your body just wasn't prepared for it. And that's when, you know, exercise too, when you say med ball pass, that's one thing, you know, um, when you're thinking about it, if you are in a sit up position, okay, so you're, you've come up and you're sitting on your, basically your tailbone. 
a lot of people like to lift their feet up. And so they're kind of in what they would call like a boat pose if, you, if you're into yoga. And then they move a medicine ball from side to side. The one thing about that is you have to be careful um, doing that particular motion if you are using your lumbar, lumbar, um, or lumbar spine, so the lower spinal area, because you wanna think that the cervical spine, so your neck and your lower back should be stable. And the rotation, meaning the mid back is actually where you wanna be mobile and have movement. Unfortunately, because of that rounded position, oftentimes the thoracic spine is not as mobile as it should be. So therefore you're getting some excessive movement from the cervical, so your neck or your lower back um, in order to make that movement happen. And so then we start to end up with this lumbar pain or low back pain or discomfort. So if you have a client that has some issues with their lower back, but you wanna do obliques, meaning you want to really challenge the side to side motion, putting them in that position or even with their feet down and they're rotating, mm -hmm. utilizing the rotation through their lumbar, the lumbar spine or the lower back, that is actually going to increase pain, increases the chance of herniation and increasing damage to the lower uh, uh, spinal region. So therefore what you would you want to do is maybe get on a meta or a, I'm sorry, like a big physio ball. So like, you know, the bigger balls in the gym and take that medicine ball, lay, lay with your head and shoulders, either protected on the ball, or if you've got good strength in your neck, you take a medicine ball and then move your entire thoracic spine. So the mid spine side to side, you're still going to challenge yourself in multiple ways, but you're not locking down that lower back and then putting excess stress with the medicine ball because you're, you're, moving your arms versus actually rotating side to side, um, getting the movement from the thoracic, thoracic region versus the low back. So that's one of those things where you have to be very careful. I know a lot of my clients love to do that. They've always done that growing up. They see it in every magazine. They wanna look like the person and the model that's taking these photos. However, that is one to use with caution for that particular reason. We need movement of the mid back, not low back. We need stabilization there. And the flexion and extension comes because we know that we've got good stability and there's something that we want to avoid, which is hyperextension. So Ken, do you want to tell us about that? Yeah. Well, let me, let me just touch on the whole rotation of the thoracic spine. And a lot of people don't realize that, you know, something, a fun fact, Wendy, I don't know if you've heard this, but uh, you know that when it comes to rotating, through your spine, 70% of that rotation comes from your thoracic spine. Have you, well, have you, it's supposed to. <laughs> yeah, it's supposed to, right? And so, uh, you know, I just wanted you, you kind of spark the thought that, um, you know, if, you're, if your thoracic spine doesn't move, you're going to have to get that movement from somewhere. And fortunately, it's, it's the low back that takes the hit. And something you hear me say all the time, Wendy, is regarding the hips and the low back, what the hips lack hurts the back. So if the hips are immobile, it's a low back that takes a hit. Well, same thing with the thoracic spine. So basically that that the portion of the spine that's that's goes from generally the top of the shoulder blade down to the bottom of the shoulder blade. If that doesn't move, well, it's the low back that takes a hit. So I love that progression you mentioned when he's like, you know, just basically want to control rotation. And then again, that's tapping into now having flexibility, having good um go rotational flexibility because if you can't rotate if the hips don't move if the shoulders don't move the spine takes the hit and then that's where again it it's a trickle down effect to the lumbar spine so 
with all that being said, we again with the rotation, we have to observe and see that it, it's coming from the right places, coming from the right spots. So, sorry, Wendy, what was what was the thing? That was, so, no, and, and it's, it's one of those things, better. you know, because yeah. you want to also train again, part of the core part of the abs and part of movement of the spine in a really good position is not always doing flexion because so many people are hunched over and that's such a common mm -hmm. conversation we're seeing more and more. We need to get more extension in the posterior muscles. So the muscles that keep us erect, that actually allow us to have better posture and good positioning of our shoulders, our mid to low back, as well as in the, in the glute region. So basically everything on the backside. That becomes very weak when we're in these forward positions for long periods of the day. So, you know, challenging yourself doing, you know, like, let's say if you're laying on a big ball and it's on your stomach muscles, like, so you're face down and you're contracting, you know, your feet are up against a wall, you're contracting your calves, your spine and squeezing your glutes, you're drawing in your stomach and then you flex over the ball. So you're making like a C over the ball. And then you come up to where your whole body is in a straight position. You're working and challenging those erectors and those muscles in the, in the, in the, in the back to help start building strength against gravity without doing all this external weight. And you're flexing forward again and then coming back and extending. So now you're fighting just gravity and your own body weight. That is something that is an unbelievable exercise and that I hear oh my goodness, I feel this in my low back. And I'm like, well, that's great because we're utilizing those muscles. We're actually using them the way that they were intended to be used. We're not upsetting them like in a way because of bad posture or repetitive movements of just flexing the spine forward. The problem sometimes is, especially when someone's in that forward position, if they try to do an exercise to really work on the back, you know, the back muscles, they'll go into something called hyperextension where it compresses the vertebrae. You're going past ideal and putting excess stress on those vertebrae. So you have to be careful, find the happy medium, find yourself in good positioning, control the movement, make sure that you're moving yourself in the positions that you want to, but you also want to make sure you're not increasing the compression of the lower back and the spinal region, because that can then also cause damage. Right, and, and with all that, I think, you know, if you were to, see these exercises that Wendy's describing and watch them and actually do them yourselves. You'll see it is, it's, I mean, we're getting in, we're getting a little deeper in the weeds when it comes to the spine and the muscles and, you know, what we're trying to do at a, at a almost microscopic level where we're looking at the relationship between the vertebrae, the, how the, the muscles between the vertebrae actually have to coordinate and actually do their job and keep that, that spatial relationship between the front back side to side as far as how the spine's going to move and and the thing about it is, is like the spine's meant to move spine's meant to flex forward backward and and it's meant to rotate um but it's uh, it, it is more about the degree of the rotation and the degree of the demand that we're imposing upon the body uh from the day to day so that when we challenge it deliberately challenge it through exercise this is where technique does matter because like you're saying, Wendy, if you're doing the, the ball extensions and we're just getting to that neutral position, somebody can look like they're, you know, they have that straight line from ears through their shoulders, hips, knees, and ankles, but they can have that little bit of a excessive low back arch, right? That all that compensation is coming out of one area. And it's that, it's that 
concentration of energy, which is putting stress on that region of the body. And this is where we have to look at the relationship between one region of the body and the next and actually uh, coordinate and orchestrate how we're going to use those muscles, especially those deep, deeper core muscles along the spine so that the spine's safe, but we can move into and out of and rotate left to right, up and down through that spine. And that's what that's where technique really matters. So if you look up these exercises, these core, actually the, the ball extensions, you'll see, I mean, hopefully you have a good example that you look up. Um, you should see a nice straight line. You should be engaged abdominals. You should see a, a neutral uh, position at the lumbar spine and hopefully not an excessive curve through the thoracic spine, not an excessive low back arch. But, you know, you see somebody who's got control, good alignment from ears to heels. And that way, you know that, you know, when they're getting into and out of position, they're going to be as safe as possible. That's right. And that front, back, side to side, isn't that like a song? I, front, I... back, side to side. <laughs> There's a song, I, I'm going to have to look it up. I don't know if we've just said it so much. It should be I a song, but, you know, um, yeah. So if anybody <laughs> can think of that song, feel free to, to shoot me an email. Let me know what it is, because I'm sure it's out there. But let that me, let me ask one show. final question to you, Ken, and then I know yeah. we'll wrap up because, again, I could talk about this all day. It's one of my favorite things. Um, are abs an everyday workout? Oh, so the conclusion is yes. I think we, we I mean, we have to do it for health, right? We have to do it for, uh, again, you have to do it for health first before you do it for cosmetic purposes, right? You have to do it for function. You have to do it for performance. So like what Wendy and I, you and I just talked about, you know, there's a self-care plan. It doesn't have to be an extensive one, but if you have on your calendar working out three, four days a week, okay, yeah, you can have the meaty part of your workout plus that whatever you do for your midsection, but something has to be done every day just to maintain good spinal health. So as far as everyday workout, some form variation of abdominal work or deep core work uh, is absolutely necessary. Absolutely necessary. Is that that? Is that your conclusion too? That is my conclusion. Yes. <laughs> Don't do the same thing. Really focus on the little muscles. It's not always about what you can see. It's what you feel. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, just, but switch it up. Definitely switch it up. If not, that repetitive stress is not a good thing. And if you are sitting down a lot, avoid doing crunches as your primary ab, because that will, you know, um, exacerbate some issues long-term if you're not careful. But yes, you definitely want to move. Movement is medicine. Movement is medicine. That's right. Right. Yeah. That's uh, <laughs> all right. We should probably get off before we start singing, and then we'll I lose mean, everyone that ever listens to us. We start dancing and people start logging off. All right. So, hey, Wendy, eight. Hey, uh, great episode. I again, as always, I learn a ton from you, and it's always good to to see you. So, thank you so much, Wendy. Well, thank you. <laughs> All right. Well, for those of you listening to us here on Random Fit on this episode regarding should I do abs every day, um, you know the answer now. So if you didn't, if you didn't hear it, rewind. Well, there's no such thing as rewind. Go back to the beginning and play it from there. So if you like what you heard today, like, follow, subscribe, download, and share. Let us know if there's anything else you want us to talk about here on Random Fit. So until next time, take care and be well.